Welcome to Out With Dan, the podcast that spotlights and examines the voices of LGBTQ authors, characters, and our allies. Together, we lift our voices and we tell our stories. I'm Dan White. Join me as I chat with this week's author. Hello, and welcome back to Out With Dan. Today, I'm excited to be talking with Lawrence Allen about Big Fat Fuck Up. Welcome, Larry. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. This book is, you know, it's just such a Jesus read. It's so quiet and unassuming. <laughs> it's, it's a very calming, fulfilling uh, read. You'll just, you'll just, it's like a nap. <laughs> with a couple of tears thrown in. So. Definitely a few tears. <laughs> what a loving, irreverent romp this is. So just so fun. So tell us about Jimmy Cooper. Well, Jimmy Cooper, he's a former child star and recovering addict who uh, gets a second shot at fame as a famous private detective in Los Angeles. Um, he He's one of those like child stars who totally cratered his career, couldn't deal with pressures of fame, you know, private stuff that had happened to him. And then along the way, his mother and his sister, who are both lawyers, they said, you got to clean yourself up. And so they gave him a job as the in-house private detective of their law firm. And at the beginning of this novel, he kind of gets thrust back into the public eye. And that's where we started. I love it. He's so full of life and humanity, works mm -hmm. in flaws. I mean, we all are. So I feel like I feel like Jimmy subscribes to all the A's, A A D A N A A C. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got all of those down pat. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, he's 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 a bit he's a bit of a walking id. Like he's he's uh you know, he's he's still working on rebuilding um, you know, uh the filter that most of us still walk around with which is great that he doesn't have a filter because sometimes maybe we shouldn't we shouldn't do say but like sometimes he steps in it because he just can't help himself you know so. i think that once there's a bit of celebrity in someone's life you put on a different level than most average human beings yeah because you're catered to a bit and i think you know people ask you your opinion what do you think about this what do you want here yeah. and i think that filter sort of goes away because it's part of your life mm -hmm. but then when you have a life-altering experience as jimmy does and yeah. then he's put in a different path that filter he probably should find <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you're right. I mean, there's kind of a different world that celebrities swim in. Like, that's just, that's mm. just a real, a real thing. And, and like, and their opinions about every little dumb thing that they get asked about, and they get asked about really dumb things. Everything. Everything. And like, that can alter stuff. Like, you know, they're, if they have a, an opinion that might be unpopular to some, suddenly their movies create crater. And so there's this navigation that they have to make, but they have to have an authenticity about them. So I think, I think in Jimmy's point of the life in the book, he's still being a very authentic person, but maybe sometimes that authenticity <laughs> might be a little bit too much. It certainly is for like his mom. Um, <laughs> I think, I think some other people here and there. Um, but yeah, Jim, Jimmy's a very authentic, he, he's saying what he's thinking and feeling, and he's certainly thinking what he's thinking and feeling. Um, and, uh, he's very real. So that's one of yeah. the things. 
that's one of the things that's so relatable about reading this book. It's it's a fun, fast read, and mm -hmm. it's enjoyable. But he is exactly who he is, and that's something that you you feel like when Jimmy's driving and you're in the car with him, you know yeah. exactly who he is. So he's your buddy along with the ride. Yeah. And of course, Los Angeles is definitely a character in this book as well. Yes. <laughs> so what do you find fun about living here versus uh, what you thought it would be like living here? Oh, that's a good question. See, I thought you were going to go, what was it like living here versus New York City? I'm like, wow. That's <laughs> um, oh, what, what was it like? Oh, that's a good question. Because, like, I remember, you know, as a kid, I watched a lot of television. And, and uh, you, know, the, you know, they always had, you know, film for live studio audience in Burbank or Studio City or, right. you know, CBS. What's the one on, on Fairfax? And... Um, so there was there was definitely that imagined LA, that kind of myth, mythical, magical LA, which does exist, but there's also just the reality of like it's gonna take you 45 minutes to get across town, no matter where you're going. <laughs> True. Like it can be the grocery store. Yeah, you can be going five blocks away, that's 45 minutes, but you could go to Burbank and that will also be 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like it's just gonna be 45 minutes, like at least. At least. And like, you're gonna pass through like, you know, some of the more less interesting places that's just boring. And then suddenly you'll be like in a neighborhood that's all like, you know, Spanish style revival homes that you're just like, oh, I wanna live there, it looks so cozy. Um, or you get, or, or like you're almost run off the road when you're going over the Hollywood Hills because the roads are so narrow and like there's a canyon or you hit a car, like <laughs> that's, that's, those are your options. So. So it's it's this lovely mix of myth and reality. And I will bring up New York because someone asked like, well, what's the difference between New York and, and LA? And like, I, I what I love about LA is that it's 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 the soup of 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 dreams. Like you can become somebody here. Mm -hmm. You know, you're we're like, I feel like in New York, you're kind of burned away and like that's who you are, you know. Where in LA, you can kind of come, change your identity, pursue your dream of, of screenwriting or acting or a musician, um, you know. Those or waiting tables. Or waiting tables. <laughs> you know, maybe, you know, or be, you know, become a new internet celebrity. Um, <laughs> but like, but there's, a, there's a fantasy quality. Like, you know, like when you drive down like sunset on a weekend, either during the day or at night like it's all like this beautiful fantasy but then the, but it's uh there's always these periods where like well there's like here's the costco <laughs> and here's the fantasy <laughs> <laughs> you know like target and then the sunsets like yes so. yeah i mean everybody who watches television or movies that, that are about los angeles you see the sunset strip it mm -hmm. comes up a lot it's very small it's very yeah. short so it's yeah. not like it goes on for miles and miles. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I wouldn't take Sunset through uh, Beverly Hills. I'd rather oh, take no. one of the other ones, which is quicker. Sunset's pretty, but it just meanders. So. Yeah, yeah, it just meanders. And then it's, I mean, like, it could keep going. Like, one time, we were, I don't know where we were coming home from, but I got off the 405, which is like, I, mm -hmm. I hate the 405. And I got off the 405, and I was on Sunset, and I'm not sure which direction we were going, but I'm like, 
why am I not getting closer to home? Uh -uh. I'm on sunset. I'm going the right way. And I wasn't going the right way, but I was just, <laughs> you couldn't even, tell. Even if you had, it would have been a long yeah. ways to get there. So right. Jimmy lives in a, a bungalow mm -hmm. of a set of bungalows that I'm now riding the streets trying to find them. <laughs> ride these streets, ride these streets, Dan. Larry, I will tell you that for anybody who's ever lived in Los Angeles, finding something, a nice place to live that's affordable is always a challenge. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I'm like, I feel like everybody wants to live at Jimmy's place. <laughs> oh, it'd be great. It'd be great. It's like, it's, it's, you know, it's right in West Hollywood. Like, it's just, there's stuff to go and walk around, like people to see, people to hear, uh, shops, food. Like, it'd be a great, like, I can't, no one, no one can afford it. <laughs> no one. Uh, no one. Mm -hmm. I will say that your characters, so we'll talk a little bit about Alicia Crowley and some of the other characters yeah. in the book. It's, it's obvious that you model some of your characters after some things that we've seen. I'm assuming that was on purpose. Uh, or dumb luck, one of the two. Or dumb luck, one or the other. But it was, it works so well. I mean, here is Alicia who has the whole world at her feet and she's uh -huh. afraid someone's trying to kill her. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of how we get thrust into the main part of uh the book here. And mm -hmm. I just love that because it's, you know, in real life, rich, famous people have issues just like the rest of us poor slobs do. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we see in this book, the dysfunction, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor, dysfunction still exists. So. Yeah. So tell us about Alicia and what she's trying to figure out that's going on. Well, I mean, it, it's not a spoiler because it happens very early on. She believes her uncle is trying to kill her because she and her brother are about to uh, come into the vast family fortune of a beer company. Uh, and so she's, she's a, you know, she's grown up pretty privileged. You know, she's had the, the, the plastic surgery to make her look perfect for better or for worse. Um, <laughs> but she's this, she's kind of this, what I love about Alicia I love about her is that she's this free spirit. She may not be like the the most book smart person, but she's like she's like um, she she's she's a walking bit of empathy. Like mm -hmm. she she means well. She she may you know shoot her targets a little poorly, but like she means well, and she's just a loving human being who's kind of caught up in these family these familial dynamics that are have been have been baked into her life like you know since before she was born even and and so she's kind of swimming in that and she's you know she's the kindest member of the family <laughs> i'll say i'll say that and like by, it's, by far by far by far and 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 so like you know and so i think it's easy like jimmy wants to help her right away mm, you know mm. um because like I mean, he, I mean, he sees himself in some ways in her. And, and I think it's, you know, the desire to help somebody, but it could, then for Jimmy, then like he throws himself into the fire and, and he starts being worried whether or not he's actually equipped to do what needs to be done. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Alicia, and then she's got her, her a slightly younger brother, uh, Harrison, who is, um, 
He's kind of he's kind of the Gordon Gecko to to use a little <laughs> little bit of an older reference for the kids out there. There was a movie called Wall Street, uh, and, and like where where she she's a walking bit of empathy and has kind of has has deep roots of spirituality. Harrison's like the exact opposite. He, mm. he is like he has trained himself hard to be a business machine, um, and you know. And then there's the mother, her mother. Uh, Samantha, who, you know, there was problems in the marriage that she had with her now passed away husband. He he's died many years before the book, so it's not about what it's happened. Not about his death. Not about his death. Somebody else dies. Um. So yeah, so it's kind of a family mess uh, that Jimmy well, kind well, of. You know, I, I'm definitely seeing Stifler's mother. Um, just put that out there, and of course, right. <laughs> and that, that of course appealed to me. Uh, you know, one of the things I did want because I want to sort of piggyback on something you said, though. Uh, the thing about Alicia is, I feel like she's such a mirror for all of the good things in Jimmy. Mm. Jimmy's trying, and I really thought that you did a great job in and giving them both such humanity uh, oh. and at different ends of the spectrum. I mean. It, as again, everybody has issues, but I felt like I felt like Jimmy was probably the one person who would get Alicia and vice versa. And that was a good thing. Yeah, they kind of found each other. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A little bit yeah. of found family there. <laughs> yeah. Which 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 is kind of uh the thing for Jimmy. Like he's had to kind of I mean, he has his family, his his yes. mom and his sister, but he and his mom are not always on the same page. Um, but he's had to kind of build his own found family with like Mo, the the guy that uh, lives in a bungalow near him, uh, 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 Bixby, his his kind of former mentor who's not physically around anymore, um, and so it's yeah, where where Alicia kind of has her own uh, found friends and her, her like her cousin and and like things like that because she's. And like like Jimmy, she's a little off of the the beaten path, right? And has and needs her own her own family in order to support her herself, I, her unique self. Yes, yes, totally agree. I loved Mo and Bixby. Uh, they bring something that I don't really want to talk about so much, except to allude to it. They, okay, allude they, away. <laughs> they bring something to Jimmy's world that mm -hmm. is really loving to read. Yeah, because they they bring themselves and they mm. understand Jimmy, and that was really really well done. So I congratulate you on that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I I love uh, I love those two guys. Like I I love all the characters. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I love how like Mo, like Mo brings a certain kind of perspective for Jimmy. Gordon Bixby brings a certain perspective for him. You know, he's more of a father figure. Mo's maybe more of a brother figure, um, and and they help they help really ground him because, like, I think I think Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy's still going to spiral. Jimmy, <laughs> he's going to spiral out, but they're they're both there to kind of like um, pull him down when yes. he, when he when he needs to, and just like, but at the same time, they're not like. 
No, no, precisely. And I think that was the thing that appealed the most. Yeah. You know, they they brought something to Jimmy that no one else could bring. Maybe Erica was close because she loves, that's Jimmy's sister, because yeah. she loves him so much. Um, yeah. But they bring, you know, they bring a male energy as well to mm -hmm. him. Um, and I will also commend you that it would have, I think it would have been, far easier to write Jimmy as a little bit misogynistic and you don't do that. And I really do appreciate that. I can read a book about misogyny. I don't have a problem with yeah. that, but I think this, I think Jimmy perhaps would have gone off the rails with that component. So I, I congratulate yeah. you there again as well. Well, I think there's like, I think what, what I'm going to congratulate myself on is, <laughs> is like, I mean, I love, I, obviously I love mystery and I love like the private detective and I love the first person narrative. Like, um, like I can't imagine writing this book in a different way, but I will say like sometimes like it's very easy to stumble across the, the mystery, the PI who's so hard boiled and so, oh, and every, and every, you know, every, everything he sees and, hears and talks about is just just ugly yeah and 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 i'm not saying that ugliness doesn't exist in the world obviously it exists in the world and obviously there's a place for it in books but like i guess i wanted in in my book i wanted i didn't want that i didn't i didn't want just purely the ugliness of the world um which which there's some ugliness in this book like and oh, yeah. ugliness in the second book yeah um but like uh, but there's also beauty in the world. So like, I just feel like after a while, like reading some mysteries that are just so cynical and so like, you just get ground down and I don't, and I don't, and I, and I, and I firmly want the series to be always on the way up. Mm -hmm. Like I, like, I don't like it's, it's the, I mean, I don't know how many I'm going to write, but like, it's always the, the journey of these books is a redemptive arc for Jimmy. Like it's always about him healing, like him being a better person rather than like, Oh, the world sucks. <laughs> we have a book too. Right. <laughs> like, you know, so, um, so yeah, so I can't see Jimmy being, you know, a, a misogynist on, 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 <laughs> on purpose. He will probably say, you know, do damn things and he's been, you know, well, I mean, there's a, a, a you know, a, a woman from the past enters into the book, you know, and they, they had a, so, I mean, he can still be a toxic uh, person because he's a mess. But like, you know. And there, that was a, I thought that was a very important thing in the book as well, because um, in, in Jimmy's world, we see that he has boundaries to set, whether it's work boundaries or personal boundaries or whatever. And you created a character who definitely has flaws and we need those characters to come along and to, to ignite those flaws. So we, yeah. the reader can see them. So I did not like her just so we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think she's necessarily, a. Uh, uh... Uh, yeah, I, she wasn't meant to be like, oh, I really love her. But, right. no, I'm, yeah, but she I'm killed sure. off in a future book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, are you working on something now? I am. I'm, I'm uh, well, the file is closed. But yes, I'm working on the second book right now. I'm hoping to have it out in the spring. 
Uh, it's called Big Fucking Deal. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, which which will kind of have a you know because I love I love that there can be with with that like he's a big fucking deal or like eh, big fucking deal. Yeah, right. So we'll, we'll play with that. So he you know it's another big case. Um, all I'll say right now is that there is a it's a kidnapping case. Okay. Um, uh, so again, it's LA. It's Jimmy struggling figuring out how to be Jimmy again. <laughs> I love it. I um, love it. We'll see. We'll see Mo again. We'll see uh, his mom again. We'll see Erica again. Um, yeah, it's kind of fun having a, a cast of characters that you know. Some some PI stories is like it's just the PI, but right. like you know Mo's Mo. Unless something happens to Mo, Mo is gonna be in the books. Mo uh, better be in the book. I like yeah, Mo. Mo is great. Like I, I do. do. I like Mo. Some poor authors get to hear Dan say, okay, this is Dan's opinion. So you get to be one of those, Larry. <laughs> so uh, do you have a website or social media you'd like? I to got them all. Yay. Uh, yay. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, on Write Larry Wright, on Instagram at Write Larry Wright. Uh, there's a Facebook, uh, I guess it's a group or a page. What are they called now, kids? I don't know. Uh, so you can go to facebook.com slash Right, Larry Wright. And then the website is lawrenceallenwrites.com. Okay. Uh, and from there, you can subscribe to my newsletter, which is on Substack, which is lawrenceallenwrites.substack.com. And um, I will say it's a fun newsletter. I do oh, subscribe, yeah. and it is a lot of fun. So thank you. Why Larry Wright or Right, Larry Wright? Right, Larry Wright and Lawrence Allen Wright, it's, it's, I mean, obviously there's like, oh, Larry Wright. But it's also kind of a, a, um, a bargain I make with myself, or not a bargain, a plea okay. <laughs> with myself. That's better than, or worse than a bargain, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, that it's like, this is what you do. This is who you are. You write. You write books. You write some short stories here and there. Uh, but you write. And that's who I've been for a very long time. Plays and screenplays and books and so it's 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 kind of a promise. Ah, uh, better better than bargain or plea. I like promise that. to myself. I like that. It's a promise to myself that I write. I write. Try to write every day, even if it's a few hundred words. But it doesn't matter. It it keeps us in practice. So yes, and that's what it is. It's it's a practice. Like it is a practice, and some days it's a labor. But you know, <laughs> oh, is it a labor? You can't birth without labor. At least that's what I've heard anyway. That's that's why that's why I have a carpet on my floor so I can lay down sometimes. So, what am I doing? Ah! I love it. I love it. Once again, the book is Big Fat Fuck Up and it's by Lawrence Allen. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Dan. This has been wonderful. Oh, thank you. Hang on for me and I'll be right back. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Out With Dan. You can find more information about this podcast and its host at outwithdan.com, on Twitter at outwithdan, and on Instagram and Facebook at gooutwithdan. This podcast is hosted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, and the theme music is provided by bensound.com. Join us again soon for the next episode of Out With Dan.